Namaste and welcome to the Modern Mystic Podcast, where we are exploring the mystical and the mundane and the magic in the present moment, bringing you ancient tools and technologies into modern day living, yoga, mythic, and healing conversations with expert and visionary powerhouses sharing their stories and secrets with you to help you live an inspired life. My name is Kilkenny, the host of the Modern Mystic Podcast, and I wanted to initiate a series of conversations of what I like to call soul casts, or as my daughter calls them, soul pep talks. Today, I'd like to explore and then continue to in several episodes after this one, the chakra system, which is often dubbed the rainbow bridge. So I'd like to start by giving a little overview of this scaffolding, which truly is one of the most mystical tools that I know that can be easily integrated into modern day living as a way to work with understanding oneself better and then bringing about deeper transformation from that self-knowledge on one's journey on the inside and out. I particularly love it because to me, it's where Eastern wisdom meets Western psychology. And so it makes it a really potent application if used in day-to-day life. I'm all about offering really concrete practices and life hacks on this podcast so we can all accelerate our growth up-level our lives. And I'm really excited to release after this episode, an episode per chakra. So seven total after this episode, each one devoted to each individual chakra. And so you'll be able to go in depth and access their wisdom and life altering powers to you for they all live in you. And a lot of people aren't familiar with the details and their true accessibility. Like the breath, though it's invisible, it's really, really impactful. And so once you learn how to access these chakras, this rainbow bridge literally has the potential to take us like all bridges from where we are now to uncharted lands. The song comes to mind somewhere over the rainbow from the beloved movie, The Wizard of Oz, which says, and the dreams that you dare to dream really do come true. If we follow those bridges, if we follow those yellow brick roads, if we follow those systems that have proven and been trodden before by others in order to become more awake. So let's be daring together and expand our minds through dreaming ourselves awake, fully awake through this powerful and practical mystical lens of the chakras. Let the adventure begin, shall we? The first thing I want to impart and have stick about this energetic scaffolding, which to understand yourself and to really help create more healing balance and empowerment in your life is that the word chakra is often one of the most misspoken words I hear in the spiritual world. It does not have a soft sh sound at the beginning. I'm not even going to say it the way I hear it often. But it's a hard ch, ch sound, 
like chocolate, chakras, chocolate. So you could practice that three times right now and let the synapses in your brain crystallize it forever. (laughs) If you don't like chocolate, you could say chai or something else, cha-cha-cha, like the dance, cha-cha-cha. The word chakra literally means wheel or disc in the Sanskrit yogic language. And the concept originated in India during the tantric period of yoga, which is one of my main squeeze lineages, uh, during the first millennium. So that's approximately the 700s AD, around the 8th century. And that tantric period lasts approximately until the 12th century, from the 8th to the 12th. And so that's a long time ago. And this ancient wisdom talks about how the entire world in which we live is made up of spiraling and swirling patterns of energy. If you think about the great giant effulgent spiral galaxy we literally live in, to the billions of atoms, tiny little atoms swirling in an innocuous little droplet of water, the entire multiverse is made up of these physical and somewhat subtle patterns of spinning and spiraling energies everywhere we look if we really have the eyes to see. So we live on a planet that's also continuously spinning around the sun, if you think about it, and we are constantly encircled by the luminous and dynamic moon that's always spinning around us. So it's something that appears in nature everywhere. And since we are completely 100% made up of nature, this is proven now in, in scientific conservative circles. This is not some out there woo-woo concept. We are literally made of the very same stardust, the medium that makes up everything in our physical environment. That always blows my mind. Every time I say it, every time I think it, right? Ah, so incredible. And so we also of course, have the same swirling and spinning energy reflected within ourselves, right? We are the micro in the macrocosm. And these spinning wheels of energy are called chakras. Now, there are other channels of energy in the body. And to put it simplistically, You can think of them as like tributaries or streams in our body. If you visualize a bunch of streams running up and down your body. In the yoga tradition, we call those nadis. Nadis are breath channels. So our breath flows through these energetic channels to contextualize for those individuals familiar with this yogic system, this would be in the layer of self called the pranamaya kosha, meaning if the body is really made up of five layers of self and we go from the external exterior physicality gross level to then the most subtle, subtle layers of self within our own being that are invisible and and not physically touched. There are five layers like an onion. And the second layer in yoga is called the pranamaya kosha, the energetic level of self. Another word for an aspect of these channels um, that shift and move different 
other energies other than breath are called values. Um, but they interface all these streams, and that's all you have to picture within your own body and currents of energy. And they literally feed into the ocean of the chakras. The chakras are like seven wheels stacked one on top of the other, mirroring the spine, and all these channels from your fingertips of wind, of energy, through your toe tips, actually reference and move in towards and out from these seven wheels of energy, like seven oceans. The scholars date back chakras contextually in literature approximately 4,000 years ago. In notable texts like the Vedas, Upanishads, the Yoga Sutras, these are all cornerstone yogic texts. But as I mentioned, with the tantric period between the 8th and 12th century, the chakras arose and revealed themselves in a lot of detail. And these practices really during this epoch that were offered that were so revolutionary at the time in the tantric period and to this day in tantric yoga are noteworthy because they're centered around using the body. They're focused on really using psychology and the mind as everyday moments as a gateway into yoga. Yoga meaning to unify oneself, to paste oneself back together, to really fortify oneself. So the word yoga literally refers to this, describing a set of practices, whether it be like physical yoga postures, the breath work, which is called pranayama. You hear that word prana again, which means always moving that I mentioned. We have a pranic layer of self where our breath flows through. So the practices of the breath are called pranayama. Then we've got our meditation practices, mindfulness practices that usher us back more fully into the present moment. And all these things join, yoke, pace an individual living and embodied life, not only back together, but when I say back together, I mean together with all layers of self. So that onion metaphor I used, the literal physical self we bring together, the breath pranic self we bring together, the mind aspect of self and emotions we bring together, the intuitive body self we bring together, and of course the bliss or soul body of ourself we bring together. And in this together binding, we feel and remember our mystical nature. And then we also feel our embodiment as a mystical experience as well. And the chakras and knowing our chakras allow us to do so more fully. So they act as a roadmap, if you will, to make this unification happen. The parts of ourself that perhaps you've forgotten, the parts that feel broken, or sometimes maybe they feel precluded. The parts that seem lost or way out of balance. So we can consciously use the chakras to go into the clear choosing of our destiny and what we want for ourselves and our life in the way of living in more balance and in more harmony because we know life and its curriculum, part of its job is to throw us 
out of balance. Most of us, right, a lot of the time don't feel like in a perfect state of equipoise. And then when we do, those are those bliss moments where like, wow, life is magical. And we have that complete immersive awareness that we are really in an incredibly powerful human being connected to all things. But a lot of the time we forget that's precluded that understanding. And so we use the chakras as a lens that can create radical healing within oneself and one's life. And working with them helps us get more and more back to that state of homeostasis, not just in our bodies, which the chakra system does support, but in all layers of self that I mentioned, the energetic, the emotional and psychological, the intuitive, and of course, with spirit, mind, body, all of it. So as I mentioned, there's seven of these disks of energy and Again, they're stacked and I'll talk it through towards the end of this episode and I'll even take you through a journey of experiencing them in your physical body. But if you picture them stacked from the root of your pelvis all the way through the crown of the head, one on top of the other, there they live. And they're nestled, just to contextualize, energetically beneath the layer of the body where there's a high degree of nervous and energetic activity. So right in that, between that first layer of onion, so to speak, if you were an onion, and second layer, they map onto a bundle of nerves. They're called the ganglia. And they're these clusters where many nerves of our body reside together. And though chakras aren't physical, quote unquote, from a Western perspective, of course, they occur at the literal meeting point and intersection between the body and the mind. So as I mentioned, therefore, they're so powerful because they're really interrelated to both. This intersectionality of where really all those layers of self live is where the chakras are embedded. And so the interesting thing is just as emotions, though invisible, can affect all sorts of things, like our breathing. We know this, right? Our feelings affect our breathing. Our heart rate and metabolism can be affected by the emotions too. Activities in the chakra system, though they're they're invisible, can also affect the glandular system, chronic physical ailments. They even affect body shape thoughts and behavior, it is said. So the system really skims and correlates to both the body and the mind, as I mentioned. And so conversely, it can be processed by either the body or the mind. Therefore, practices like breath work, when you use your breath, threading energy into your body, or like yoga postures, Tai Chi, right? Where you bring your mind into your body, bring balance to these energy centers very naturally, very easily, and support us finding this equilibrium of health, both physically and psychologically. So after we have done any of the aforementioned practices, like after you've done yoga, after you've done Tai Chi, or maybe it's meditation for you, really even 
sport activities, so many different activities, often you have that natural high. In sports, we have incredible focus, right? If we're doing them at a highly athletic level or even if with a highly infused mindfulness. And we get this afterglow, so to speak. It affects our energy, right? And it affects our psychology. And so that would be a moment, those of us who experience that, which is pretty much almost everyone, I would think, a sense of our chakras being more in balance and naturally in harmony. Other times when you have definitely experienced your chakras, but perhaps didn't realize it, would be a tightness in your throat, butterflies in your belly, an aha moment when the muse strikes, aha, a good orgasm, feeling like you can take on the world. You just wake up and you can do it. So these chakras and the effect that these chakras have on you as these swirling portals of energy, you've experienced and you've firsthand um, interfaced with before, whether you realize it or not. And they connect between our inner and outer worlds. They act as intersections, as I mentioned, where our psyches live. Also, our past experiences live at the same intersection. It's a busy intersection where these chakras live, and that's why they're so powerful. So when we explore our emotions, which live at this intersection, our physicalities live at the intersection, our breath, our past experiences, and all of life so many ways in to the arena of the chakras when we do it consciously, inviting ourselves to this intersection while new levels of healing and empowerment happen. So if you think of a chakra as this vortex, life force spinning energy located within the core of the body, the very most fundamental life force energy in the yoga tradition, as I mentioned, this word prana, as I translated loosely, one translation in my tantric tradition is considered moving or always expanding. That's the translation I like to work with um, personally. So that's the one I'll share. Often we hear that this word, some of us have heard this word prana, interchange with the word breath. In other Eastern traditions, sometimes this energy is called chi, and there are many names for it in many sacred and profound traditions, but I'm going to call it prana. And it's interwoven with the word breath colloquially often. You'll hear in a yoga class, etc. And it's really associated with this word because, right, the breath is the primary way we pull in life force energy into the body. So even now, take a slow, deep, present breath and you might Notice that power, like electricity, we get a a jolt of energy. And it really can be likened to electricity in our body that enlivens it. So if you can picture your body as a house with seven rooms in it, and the prana, like that electricity, right, would be pulled in to each room. You've You've got electricity already wired in the rooms. But let's just say each room also has a solar panel on the outside of it 
that also pulls prana into it, which, you know, we can colloquially put like a, a solar life force energy. So if the pranic solar panels are functioning optimally, they are collecting the appropriate amount of life force energy in and out. And say this room is a chakra. Not too much, shall we say excessive, and not too little, shall we say deficient. And each room in this house, as I'm mentioning, this is a a metaphor, each room, each chakra, right? There's seven rooms in the house, there's seven chakras. Each one has a function, just as a kitchen would have a function in a room. So like often in our kitchens, what do we do? We ingest food, we cook, and in a bedroom, a lot of us, most of us sleep. (laughs) Each chakra within the house of the body too has like a specific set of activities. It processes from your life experiences. Also in some people, there could be too much energy being put into this room, aka our chakra, or too little. Imbalances occur. Just like in an actual room in your house, right? It can get too cluttered a room. Eventually, if we don't tend to it, it can even get inoperable. So two, can this happen with a chakra within oneself? So, uh, you know, we have our closets and our desks and some areas, right, where we shove and keep things. Some of us, like with rooms, we need to clean, clear out, manage, and be mindful of what's in our chakras and how they're functioning and operating. And the life experiences are the, the contents, so to speak, of those metaphorical desks and closets and drawers that we hold in our chakras. So there are all sorts of concrete practices and life exercises one can do to bring one's chakra system back into more balance, which affects one's body, one's energy, one's minds and emotions, as I mentioned, one's intuition, which is a big um, thing that I feel like in our Western culture we're not focused on and a lot of people are totally cut off from, and one's deepest core soul center self. So for all these aspects of self with a capital S, this intersectionality of every part of you that makes you, you, from the superficial to the spiritual, from the psychological to the physical, is where these invisible energy centers meet, commingle, and coalesce. Each chakra as I mentioned, lives in a particular region of the body. Also, each chakra has a fundamental, quote-unquote, right, like its personal mantra that you can repeat to empower it and balance it. Each chakra is associated with an aspect of psychology. There's a childhood development stage for each chakra and then an adult development stage for each chakra. There's an element associated with each chakra, as in fire, air, earth, water. And there's a color associated with each chakra as well. In addition, there's sense, plant medicine we can work with connected to each chakra, certain rocks, gemstones, even Indian deities, yogic deities, um, and affirmations. So in each episode that will 
be offered after this when I go and dive into each specific chakra and how you can work with it. You'll learn all these amazing and cool facts, hacks, practices, and really concrete ways you can work to bring more homeostasis on all levels to yourself and to your life. I'd like to punctuate this chakra overview, if you will, with an actual lived experience of your chakras. And for listeners new to them, this will be an introduction for where they abide in your body. For as modern mystics, we move towards experiences in our lives that act as gateways to the numinous realms. So if you're driving right now, then you don't want to be doing this. And of course, not operating any machinery. You can pause it and return. But otherwise, feel into your body right now. And I'll guide you through a brief chakra meditation. Whether you're standing or seated in a safe place, feel your feet meeting the earth and take a breath. The first chakra is associated with the feet, the legs and the hips, traversing the most ground, so to speak. So as you rest your awareness in the flow of your own breath, begin to feel higher from the feet that are rooted into the earth, the lower leg, the upper legs, and then the hips, and feel them solid and grounded. As you continue to breathe without trying to manipulate the breath, simply noticing the breath, and in doing so, you might sense it naturally expanding with your attention on it. Begin to visualize something red, either an apple with red skin or maybe a sparkling red ruby gem or maybe simply the color red. If you're not as visually inclined, you can see if you can just sense red. Just think about red and commit to this practice. Continuing to allow your awareness in your physical body reside in your feet, in your shins, the calves, the upper legs, and the hips. Each breath, feel into this area of your body, your perineum even, your root seat, and think and or visualize red, something red. Staying committed to the anchoring energy of your breath and its waves lapping in and lapping out, begin to move your attention a little bit higher now in the body, right below the navel. And take a few breaths into this second chakra area and notice 
the difference, what it feels like here. Throughout this meditation, if any judgment comes, it's very normal and natural. And send it out with your exhale. Notice any judgments and just exhale them away. And bringing your attention to the front of the lower belly, and the back, called the sacrum, that reverse triangle towards the base of the spine. Continue to breathe and visualize now something orange. Maybe a piece of fruit. Maybe a basketball. Or your favorite shade of orange. With each breath committing to sensing orange. And feeling into the low belly. Breath by breath. You're welcome to even touch this part of the body if you feel moved or not. Breathing in orange, breathing out orange. And then you can begin to direct your attention now above the navel and feel the breath naturally likes to expand here on many of us. And if it doesn't feel like that, notice that too, without judgment. And begin to sense or visualize the color yellow. You can picture a golden sun, yellow rose, or perhaps the fruit, lemon. And with each breath, simply commit to feeling into above the navel, and seeing or sensing yellow. Now begin to shift your attention to your heart space. Breathe into the front of the heart, then the back of the heart, then the sides of the upper ribs, even through the armpits, and notice what does the physical body feel like and sense the breath flowing through it. And then invite your mind to start to visualize a tree, maybe a favorite tree from childhood or a green piece of land, but something green or simply your favorite shade of green, sensing it. It might be for a faction of us that I say a color and you just have a feeling and that's, that's enough. There's no right way to do this. Just notice what you feel as you breathe into your chest and think about green. For the last breath or two, you're welcome to touch your heart space if you feel moved, or simply continue to breathe into your chest and out from your chest.
Now you can bring your attention to your throat. The four walls of your throat, the front and the back, take a breath. And the sides of the throat as you start to shift your focus and imagination onto the color blue. Notice what the color blue now conjures up. Maybe a blue sky in your favorite weather or perhaps a blueberry or a sensing of blue, a feeling of blue. Commit to breathing and feeling blue in your throat, noticing what arises. Now, gently begin to redirect your attention a little higher even still into your third eye center. The space between the eyebrows, feel into that. Notice what it feels like and let it relax as you take a deep breath. Feel into the back of the head as well and feel it soften into the idea and color of purple. It might be violet, like a small violet flower, a grape, or simply your favorite shade of purple. With each breath, see or feel purple as you rest your attention in the third eye space. And now you can move your awareness to your seventh chakra, to the energy center in the skull. And take a few breaths. And take a few breaths, breathing into this upper head space, your crown chakra where you'd wear a hat. And as you begin to invite the breath more fully here, visualize white, perhaps a beautiful, elegant swan. Perhaps a puffy, cumulus white cloud. Or simply sensing or feeling into white. You're welcome to touch this area of the body or not. But stay with this practice of white. Stay with the breath, feeling, noticing the sensations in the crown of the head.
And now we'll work towards some healing and balancing of one of the chakras. So think about, was there an area where you were breathing and noticing where you wanted to stay longer? Or perhaps you felt a depletion or deficiency, a sensing of that. And if it's safe to do so and you feel that way, bring your attention to this area. Or maybe an area felt really, really juicy and yummy and you wanted to stay, but I led you on to the next one. You can go back there. So maybe the feet, legs, hips, the first chakra, below the navel, the second, above the navel, the third, the fourth, the heart, the fifth, the throat, the sixth, the third eye, or the seventh, the crown. And as you begin to focus your attention and your breath back to this chakra, for one minute only, I invite you to silently, or if you feel like it, allow either one works, the sacred healing syllable of Om. Om is considered the sound that contains all the potentiality of this universe and of yourself the potential to come into more balance, to come into more aligned living, and to integrate and become more whole, and our true essence of self revealed in the syllable healing light of Om. So repeat the syllable which is a flame illuminating this area and promoting healing and balance in this chakra of yours. 30 more seconds, each breath om. I now invite you to feel into the entirety of your body. And once again, press your feet into the earth. Lift your spine now and feel from your tailbone through the crown of the head. Maybe you can even sense some kind of subtle or not so subtle shift or feeling in the whole body. And then begin to wiggle your fingertips and toe tips, feeling your arms connected to your heart. And once again, feel your feet and your legs connected to your hips and notice where your hips are and take two to three breaths. Chakras, chakras. Chakras and the dreams that you dare to dream really do come true, particularly when you are on the path and committed to dreaming yourself awake. I hope you began sensing these chakras, this rainbow bridge within yourself 
And if it felt elusive, no worries. For as I mentioned, be on the lookout for my seven to come soul casts where I will go chakra by chakra and you can learn and experience slowly this powerful mystical technology that often needs to be practiced and developed, but that so seamlessly blends Eastern wisdom and modern day living. So you can move to more mystical mastery and mindfulness in your moments. If you are interested in working with me privately for coaching, for yoga, for meditation sessions, email me at mystickilkenny at gmail. That's mystickilkenny, K-I-L-K-E-N-N-Y at gmail. Thank you so much for tuning in and may your day be filled with the magic of the mundane and the power of the present moment. Namaste. Thank you for taking these words in. I hope they ground, inform, and inspire you on your journey of the mystic path. If you like what you heard, please write me a review on whichever platform you are listening. Also, check out my exciting Patreon page at patreon.com slash modernmysticlove, where I offer all sorts of uplifting yoga classes, meditation classes, and other amazing offerings from my guests on this podcast to all my incredible supporters. Even folks who donate at the $5 a month level are so appreciated as every cent helps this busy mama of three. Or check out my website, modernmystic.love, where you can purchase yoga videos of all levels with me, ranging from gentle yoga up through advanced asana and also meditation videos there. Keep on meeting the present moment where the magic lives, one breath at a time. Namaste.